0: Brace yourself for a twisted, spine-tingling thriller with Disquiet, now streaming on Redbox. Jonathan Rhys Meyers stars as a patient who wakes to discover he's trapped in an abandoned hospital by mysterious and sinister forces that have no intention of letting him leave. Don't miss out on this must-see movie. Stream Disquiet instantly on Redbox on demand today, rated right R from Paramount Pictures. But that's not all. The fine folks at Paramount have given us five digital copies of Disquiet from My Neighbors Are Dead listeners. If you want your own digital copy of the film, here's what you got to do. Follow My Neighbors Are Dead on social media, tag a pal or two, and tell us what movie you want to hear get the Neighbors treatment on a future episode. We'll randomly select five lucky winners from all valid entries on February 21st. Good luck, Neighbors. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host Adam Peacock and we're all familiar with the big names in horror, Freddie, Jason, the uninsured Lucas, but who are not familiar with are the ones just outside of the terror, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales. Now, I bring up the uninsured Lucas for a reason. Because when I was a kid, my dad used to sell insurance and I had this image in my head of what an insurance salesman was like. You know, fast-paced, uh, uh, high stress, You're all over the place. You're making moves left and right. And then, you know, talking to my dad, I learned that's not so much the case. But maybe my dad was just doing it wrong because I got to talk to somebody this week who kind of told me the exact opposite, that it is that way, that all my preconceived notions about salesmen who sell insurance is all true. I travel out of California to get the inside scoop on the fast-paced world of crazy insurance salesmen. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, coming to you this week from a place I'm super excited about. I love trying all kinds of cuisines in the world. And, and this week, I'm in for a real treat. I'm here at the Needles Cantonese Restaurant, and I'm joined by Dennis Barubi. Dennis, thanks for being here. Oh, my God. It's my pleasure. What are you, kidding me? Get into these noodles. Take in. Now, let's. Uh, I want to get this because I'm, I'm so excited because it's such a fun thing to say. You work for the Mutual Fidelity Insurers of Sacramento. Is that correct? I sure do. That sounds incredibly exciting. You have no idea. I get to travel up and down the amazing state of
1: California, making sure that people that with truck, uh, class C, class D, class E,
0: driver's licenses are properly insured. You mean interesting this... folks? Oh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine the kind of people that need insurance. So is this, is this something that you dreamed about as a kid growing up or, or was this something that kind of befell upon you?
1: I'll tell you right now, I grew up in Sacramento and, you know, you look around and you try to find some sort of person that you can idolize. And there was this guy, Tim McGurthy, right? Mm-hmm. Always had two ladies on his arm. He was always doing marijuana, which was the style at the time. Drove a Cadillac, the size of a street. And I said to him one day, how are you doing it? I'm a sixth grade kid. How do I get to be where you are? He said, let me tell you right now. Insurance, my friend, insurance. You meet people, you travel the country. You are a hub to people's security and meeting friendly faces. And from that day, I said, how do I get involved? And I got myself
0: involved with Mutual Fidelity Insurance of Sacramento.
1: That's... The Golden State.
0: That's amazing. That's uh, that's incredible. That that feels like a, a Paul McCartney moment when he sees a base hanging in a window, you know? Oh, my God. You have no idea. This guy, McGurthy, like his... Uh, suit an
1: 80% blend of cotton 20% polyester uh, a weird purplish color that you know you don't see anymore nowadays but like in 1977 my god this it was a, it was just a, it was just a god a mustache that went for days like literally his mustache would have killed Burt Reynolds mustache if there was a thing as a mustache fight wish I wish there was but you know so what do I do Nice thing about where I was growing up, you don't need to go to college to get into the insurance game. You can start right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Started out as a kid that was just handing out mail around the office, learning the trade, learning the trade at Mutual Fidelity Insurance of Sacramento, giving you the golden state of mind. I, you know, so here's the deal. I'm a simple guy. Mm -hmm. I like women. I like blow and I like Coke in that order. Right. So. And this was a golden ticket, if I may, to get involved with it. So I've been to Sacramento. I've been to San Francisco. I've been to Bakersfield. I've been everywhere, baby, all the way down to San Diego. Sierra Madre, hell yeah, I fucking Sierra Madre, big time.
0: This, you know, the what you're describing almost, if I didn't know any better, I would say that you were the bass player of some hair metal band or, or something like that because of this just incredibly fast-paced like hang on for dear life lifestyle. Well, I would say a bass player would wish he had my life. They
1: can only play four chords. There's six types of commercial licenses for drivers in California, all of which need to be covered. I cover everything from A to F baby, from big rigs to RVs to boats. Heck, I've even started getting involved in
0: the home insurance game. Well, yeah. I mean, let's talk a little bit about how, how you are expanding your career. Like, you know, What is it? Are you looking to settle down, not being maybe on the road so much, maybe, you know, a little more home based? Adam, I'm so glad you
1: asked that question, because right now I find myself dividing my time between Sacramento and San Francisco mainly. And I'll tell you right now, I have found a San Francisco treat that has made me want to stay in San Francisco the rest of my life. Now, both me and Deb are in protracted and ugly divorces, so we're not able to see each other as much as we want. But here's the thing. There was a trucker, lost his truck. Says it was stolen, right? I get a get a call from Carl uh, Carl Winslow, right? He's my he's my director, right? And uh, he's he's a recovering heroin addict, but he calls me up. He says, "Hey, we need someone on the ground. This is a this is a big this is a big truck that's gone missing. So we need uh-huh. you to go up to San Francisco and investigate." So I call up Deb and I'm like, "Hey, guess who's going to be in town? You know, you investigate fires. I investigate cars. We're both in the insurance game." Let's fuck and suck and figure out what's going on. So we get there. We get there. True story. We do coke and we do blow at the same time. I couldn't believe it. I'd never done coke and blow at the same time. And we're just like, let's figure out. I mean, literally, turns out, her insurance investigation into a fire at a warehouse. Crisscross with my insurance investigation of a missing bakery. Literally, I felt like uh, Jack Nicholson in that movie where he's a private detective and all these different things are crisscrossing and intersecting, Uh, what's Mm -hmm. it called? Chinatown. The two Jakes, exactly. So yeah, turns out in between us getting delicious seafood, Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. find ourselves in what we call an insurance investigation, which is nearly, no, you know what, I dare say more exciting than what the police do. I'm Sure, (laughs) I believe that. Sure, they jump in on the spot and they look at a bunch of dead
0: bodies. But we figure out, what are all these dead bodies worth? I mean, that's really, that's, that's, the, the, that's the ultimate question.
1: Yeah, and you can't put a price on it. Well, technically, you can't. Most people, if you are in a, a, a Chinese street gang, right? let's Like, sure. like uh, either the, the Wei Kongs. There, 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 there's Asian street gang that wear red turbans. Or you could be part of the Fighting Tong which is uh, another Asian street gang that wear yellow turbans, their lives, you know, basically approximate to based on their age, weight, what they've been doing with their health, you know, comes to about $72,000 a person. Now, some people might be saying that seems pretty low. But I will say this. Here's the problem with these Asian street gangs. One, they're street gangs. Sure. Well, of course. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the, but they thing. also live a high risk lifestyle. I am not kidding. When I say I found one guy and to be fair, I'm supposed to be investigating a truck, mm-hmm. right? And she's, Deb's supposed to be investigating a fire. Well, here's the, here's the deal. We met up with this saucy, uh, Filipino gentleman, uh, named Craig who is just a super fun dude and he's doing all the life insurance claims on these people. Right. So we end up becoming kind of a crazy little threesome. Right. But he shows yeah. me this one guy. He literally has this Asian uh, gang member. He has these rings that have knives that are attached to the rings and they spin like, like helicopter blades. Who's going to even ensure
0: cool. that who's going to Craig was like, I don't even know what to do with this. You know, I'm so curious to hear more about how these organized street gangs are, are really impacting the insurance business. But you brought up Deb a couple of times, Dennis. She's a treat.
1: Just a delight.
0: I, you know, I feel like, and I don't want to overstep here, but I feel like there might be something there. You, you said maybe you were both in, embroiled in terrible divorces. We are
1: both in horrible, horrible, horrible divorces, right? Like I'm trying to get out of underneath Margot for the last seven years right? Yeah. But here's the deal is she co-signed on the boat. Like, I can either leave without a boat mm-hmm. or I can fight this woman to death and end up in the boat. Now, Deb, her significant other, Tom, right? He's one of those Silicon Valley assholes, right? Oh, the worst. thinks he can change the world with computers. Now, don't get me wrong. He's got a pretty slick job with Commodore 64. He's more than happy to rub it in all our faces. All of our faces. But here's the thing about him is like, he's never around. He's always jet setting down to Texas to visit Texas in- instruments, or he's going over to New York City to visit an Apple store, right? He doesn't know what Deb needs. I'll tell you what Deb needs. Three things, Coke, blow, and me in that order. And trust Dennis, me, I've got the first nice. two in spades. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, you know, I, again, I, I don't want to overstep, but I feel like there might be this This part of you that is thinking maybe you'd like to co sign on a boat with Deb at some point in the future, because this is kind of a fast paced, high risk life you're leading yourself. Well, here's the thing. I want to, you're really touching on something here, Adam, because I, I do, I do want to
1: settle down with her. And because like, I don't know if you know this, but San Francisco is turning to a real hot spot for real estate. You know, most people, it's like this real hidden, it's real hidden gem. Right. Here's the thing. This is what's great about what Deb was doing in her investigation. She was investigating this uh, place, uh, uh, this warehouse owned by this guy, uh, David Lopan, this super, super old uh, guy who uh, was an importer exporter. Right. Well, turns out his warehouse is looks like it's one story. looks like it's ground level, Mm -hmm. actually 14 stories deep. What 14 stories deep. Not joking. All right. Now, imagine this. Imagine the the, the warehouse is just the top of a real estate or possible parking garage pyramid. As sure. it goes down, it gets larger and larger and larger. Now, let me tell you right now. You're saying to yourself, do I want to live underground? I don't know. seems like a lot of people were already living underground. There were a lot of what I could only describe as... Uh, single bedroom um, cells. I mean, they had a bed and there were definitely bars. Single Uh, occupancy. Single occupancy. But that literally went on for like three levels of this thing. You go a little bit further down, you you have a whole nightclub decked out in neon. There's a humongous skull with fangs and a stairway and then just nothing but open space other than a bar. Right. And so like me and Deb are looking at this and we're like, what are we doing? We should just buy this lot, Right. Because now yeah. the it's, it's been depreciated so much. Why? Cause of a green color, green fire that nearly took out the entire block. Turns out there might've been some, um, human trafficking happening within it. Oh, also. Yeah. Also, it turns out um, there were three supposedly uh, Chinese demigods uh, that were squatting there. One that represented thunder, one that represented wind, and one that represented lightning. Now, here's the thing about those three. They're all dead. They were all murdered. One of them was, had their head caved in. Another one had it looked like he just exploded. So now here's the thing is, most people would say, mm-hmm, why would
0: I want to live there? Why would well, I yeah, want to own this property? Yeah. I mean, you're already living underground. So why, you know, why you want to deal with this stuff too? Well, here's the thing I've learned about doing a lot of
1: coke and blow. I don't like light very much anymore. It hurts me. It really, really bothers me. You know, and most insurance work can be done at night. So me and dad are thinking to ourselves, look, no one's going to buy this lot. We do three levels of parking garages, create a nightclub, and we create buzz about it kind of a studio 54 feeling like hey you can only get to this place if you're on uh, egg Fu young tours which is a real tour company that goes around this area and by the way mutual fidelity insurance of sacramento also insures the bus of egg Fu young
0: tours you know mutual fidelity of sacramento it sounds like a wonderful company speaking of mutual fidelity I, you no. know, cause there's so much going on. There's the Coke, there's the blow, there's the, yeah. there's the, you know, group sex, there's all this stuff going on. I, I don't want to let this get lost in the fray. How is your initial truck claim investigation going? The thing that oh, sent you oh, there. You to want to,
1: oh, okay. So here's the deal. You know what? I'm not even supposed to give this away, but Adam, I've done a lot of Coke and blow and you seem like a super nice guy. So this dude, Jack Burden, he owns the truck, right? So now <laughs> Jack, right. He's this ding dong, who's traveling all over the country, right? This dude, everywhere he goes, there's a goddamn claim going on. Like seriously. Like he was like in the East Coast at one point and was like, ah, my truck got damaged from a moth man or some such shit, right? And um, so here's the deal with this guy, right? He he literally calls us up and is abusive all the way down the line. Every person he talks to, I've lost my fucking truck. Does anyone right. really work there? I I pay six thousand a dollar a year in premiums. I drive all and And so finally, that's part of the reason they said, hey, man, den, big den, you got to get down there. you got to find out what's what, right? So here's the deal. Supposedly, the truck was stolen by a bunch of Chinese gangs, right? Two of which were associated with the powers of of order and the other one with the powers of chaos. Then there was a third gang that, like, just kind of came and went called the Lords of Death. That were literally just grabbing women from the airport, right? But it turns out the Lords of Death were actually the ones that had stolen the truck in the confusion between the Fighting Tong and the Way Kong as they were battling uh, for the forces of, I guess, chaos and order. But then turns out, Jack found the truck. Where did he find it? David Lopan's warehouse, right? Now... This me and Deb, literally, we're creaming our jeans when we find this out. Like, seriously, we go hot and heavy in a back room as soon as we're like, these are connected, right? But now we're like, where is this truck? Turns out Jack Burden still driving it around. He oh, found shit. it himself. So basically, he's kind of filed a false insurance report, right? So I tracked this douchebag down, right? Don't yeah. get me wrong. He's a tall drink of water. I'm handsome as fuck. So, so yeah. even Big Den is a little bit intimidated by this guy until, until he says, Hey, are you going to pay the tire damage on this truck? I say, tire damage. How did this even happen? He goes, Oh, uh, a demon, a hairy demon, like, uh, uh, basically hitchhiked on the back of my truck. I wasn't aware and Then Fucked up the truck. Now here's the thing about it is. Do I believe this guy? I do because I saw this hairy demon, but it turns out it's the only goddamn one of its kind and we're in San Francisco. It's a protected species. The sure. fact that he's even trying to hurt this animal or trying to get my company involved with the destruction of a protected demon, you're fucking nuts, Jack Burton. You're fucking nuts. No, we're not fucking paying this claim. In fact, we're we're, we're taking your damn truck. We're
0: taking it. Well, that sounds pretty good, then. I think that sounds good. I think it went about as well as it could have.
1: Yeah, it did. It did. You know, I'm worried Deb's going to leave me for Craig though. Buddy,
0: don't come on.
1: No, nah, it's all right. It's just, you know, it's all right because, uh, it just, you know, I found a, I found a truck and he found a, uh, 12 foot tall Chinese demigod hey, that don't had been do that. murdered. They'd been murdered. you know what? Here's the thing is, I'll say this, you would think, uh, a 12 foot. All Chinese demigod that's bent on universal domination wouldn't have even had an insurance
0: policy, but boy did he! Yeah, boy did he. Well, I mean, I you know, there's still a lot of good things you and Deb have. You guys are balling out nonstop. You know, you're, you're going on these adventures. It's you know, she's worth fighting for. It sounds like she sounds like a lovely gal. She is. She's absolutely great. Beautiful green eyes. Beautiful green eyes. Loved by
1: me and Chinese
0: demigods alike. Well, Dennis Baruby, I this might be my moment that you had when you saw your your future in that s- insurance salesman. This might be that for me. Well, I'll tell you, we're hiring right
1: now at Mutual Fidelity Insurance of Sacramento. Get that Golden State of Mind, Adam. Come on down.
0: We'll talk. Do you, uh, you like know, Coke? I av- yeah, I love Coke and Blue. I mean, I've never I well, I like Coca Cola. Well, this is different. One is a oh. powder, and one is a PCP you know what it's a new year i want to try new things i love Uh, it dennis peruby and thank you for this cantonese food it's lovely no it's my pleasure it's my pleasure think of those noodles they're not going to get less spicy dennis peruby ladies and gentlemen (laughs) thank you adam Thank you for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. The show is produced by myself, Nate DeFort and Ryan Counts House with editing done by Nate DeFort. Our original music was composed by Jesse Case with additional music by Dane Halverson. Our artwork was done by James Mulholland. And as always, we want to give a very special thank you to our old pal, Mark Nashon. I want to thank Peter Fluet for coming by and talking insurance with me. If you want to know more about what Peter's up to, follow him on social media at Peter Fluet. And you can also check him out at the West Side Comedy Theater. If you're ever out there in Santa Monica, make sure to stop by and catch a show. If you like the show and you want to support us, go to www.patreon.com myneighborsaredead, where you can find new weekly bonus content only available to our Patreon patrons. If you have yet to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to do so now. It helps us grow and it helps new neighbors find the show. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at myneighborsaredead and on Twitter at mydeadneighbors. Stop by, give us a follow, and share your favorite episodes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.